0: This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0, United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. We are glad to talk to you today. Lots of soccer to get to, lots of things to cover. We are going to get into the Columbus crew getting a victory on the road. Big deal there. We'll talk about that later. A U.S. men's national team player is on the move to England to reunite with his former coach. We'll have thoughts on that. A couple of legends at various clubs in Europe are not not as legendary anymore, Mm -hmm. according to maybe some of the local fans. They are uh, for various different reasons, not not particularly cared for by those fans. We'll talk about all that. Uh, But Beamer, of course, we got to start off with the biggest news of the last week in soccer and that was crew 2 losing for the first time. Yes. What is what a huge <laughs> disappointment. I'd say fire everyone. <laughs> fire everyone associated with that. How dare to. they? Why How not? dare they?
1: Uh actually a little update on that. Uh, Meredith went to the Crew 2 game. Oh, this did past she? weekend.
0: How did she enjoy it? Yeah, she said it was very
1: fun. Uh I think tickets cost $8 maybe so they had a, uh, a special on tall boys or something like that which was 5. But then she also said that it was probably the most intense soccer thing she's ever done. And I said, that is. is very hardcore soccer fan of you to go
0: to crew two. That'd be a hardcore thing for sure to go to. To just not, you're not just seeing like a soccer game. You're seeing a reserve league soccer game, yeah. right? Essentially. That's what this is. And they used to have a reserve league back in the day. Now they, they call it whatever they call it now. I forget what the MLS USL, Next Pro. MLS Next, whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's it's that's basically what it is. These are guys that are Eventually hopefuls to play for the crew at some point. Uh, And and that's cool. I like that. We have that now. I'd like to see more soccer out at historic crew stadium. Uh, Maybe some women's soccer. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. If that ever could happen. I hope that is uh, in the works at some point, but yeah, that, that's great. Good for Meredith. I'm glad she's like more of a hardcore soccer fan than you and our, you or I am because we haven't gone to that yet.
1: She didn't watch the uh, Champions League final, which I know that we're going to jump into here momentarily. I watched that. She went to Crew, too. You tell me who's the bigger soccer she fan. Is. She is.
0: She is by far. Obviously, she yeah. is. Much more of a black and gold supporter than you are, I must say. she's <laughs> not even close. Why do you hate the Crew? I don't know. Breaking news.
1: Yep. Neighbor Eric keeps me up to date with everything <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's all you do is just talk to Neighbor Eric. Mm-hmm. He'll get you covered. Uh, so, Champions League final. Uh, do we want to start with the game or do we want to start with all the other crap that happened around the game? We can talk about the game briefly, but this, I hate to say it, like the more compelling stuff out of that is, is the mismanagement by UEFA and the local authorities of this event, which I i can't fathom how they screwed this up so bad, but
1: not only mismanagement, I mean, negligent, gross mismanagement of the biggest competition, club competition in the world on the biggest stage, like uh, disgusting right. mismanagement.
0: This is, this is Super Bowl level. Amounts of money you pay to go to this thing. Of course. This is, you know, as as big of an event you're going to find in the world of sports. And the fact that it was a situation where the, the start of the game had to be delayed because of courting what they were saying. And I guess it's it's the phrasing is very technical, right? Where they're saying due to late arriving fans, we are delaying this game. Technically, the fans were late in arriving to their seats. Yes. But why were they late in arriving? It wasn't because they just were like, oh, I say, chap, time to get onto the train now, isn't it? Like, that was not the problem. Yeah, let me have a roadie and
1: a Swifty getting out of the pub. Oh, I'm late. (laughs) Kickoff starts in 10 minutes. We better hustle. Right.
0: That was an issue of fans being there hours beforehand and outside the grounds, by all accounts, complete mismanagement by the French police, by the UEFA authorities who set this all up, because I ultimately blame UEFA for this. You're... It, for those who haven't ah, and heard
1: the, the France football federation too. I mean, I yeah. think it deserves their fair share of the blame in this as well.
0: Yes. So the UEFA champions league final is in Paris. Mm-hmm. Stade de France. Yep. That is hosted they, many of other big games, hosted world cup, everything, right. This is in Paris. This is a huge deal. This is, they they know how important this is. Everyone knows how important it is. This is a situation where fans specifically Liverpool fans, although some real Madrid fans were also caught up in it, but it sounds like it was a lot more towards the Liverpool fans they were held at checkpoints before they could even get into the grounds oftentimes without any reason or warning why many fans saying they were held at the stadium gate for like 80 minutes without moving not not like as as bad as this would be if it took you 80 minutes to like get through yeah that's still awful but you're moving and you're saying wow it's just taking a long time they yeah. were standing for similar 80 minutes similar
1: to what happened with Anthony Precord and the Columbus crew a few years yes, ago
0: right back in the day this was you're being held and you're not allowed to move. Yeah, and you and, and no and so some of the Liverpool fans started feeling that there was a concern of personal safety. Where it was the, also
1: like 95 degrees that day.
0: 95 degrees. Apparently, too, the police what they do in France, or at least this they did on this date, they they funneled people into what created more or less a bottleneck situation. The idea was to keep some of the Liverpool fans separated from the Real Madrid fans. Is that because English soccer fans? Reputation proceeds itself. I don't know, but I don't really think that's fair to put the the the, the sins or the problems of the eighties and nineties or early two yeah. thousands onto the fans today and specifically these fans. Your job as police is to like I guess bring the pepper spray, be prepared for the possibility of something going down. But what ended up happening because there were so many people outside the stadium who could not get in. And then it became a concern, according to a lot of the Liverpool fans, where they thought they were going to get crushed. And, and rightfully so. Lots of Liverpool fans have that, that panic. And, and English soccer fans know all the history of years and years ago, various stadium grounds where issues occurred. Of course. That panic is real and, and not something to be taken lightly. These fans started saying, let's let's hop over. Not even the barricade into the stadium. The barric- They were barricaded on the sides. Like there were fences on the sides to keep you in this little channel. So fans were hopping over that. I mean, it looked like 15, 20 feet wide corridor. It was
1: pretty, it was pretty intimidating.
0: Massive amounts of people. And so that, that caused panic that caused problems. That was a a terrible thing. Everything, everything broke down in some ways that, that shouldn't have. Then I guess it got to a point, according to some of the reports, Liverpool fans got to a point where they just said, all right, Everyone's letting we're letting everyone in go. Just get in there because they had you know delayed the game for so long that created another rush of people. And then at some point they shut the gate and said, "Sorry, you can't come in." Mm. And fans are like, "But I have a, t- I'm in. I was here two hours ago. I've been stuck back there. Pay I have 2,500,
1: 3,000 pounds sterling, euros, dollars, whatever
0: to get right. into this event. I did, I did my job." Yeah, I, I paid everything. I paid your exorbitant fees. I bought your stupid hotel prices that are jacked up ridiculously. I you know, took personal time off to come here and do this. I did everything I'm supposed to and now I'm getting penalized. Tell you what, if I'd gone through all that, and then got held for 80 minutes and then finally got towards the gate and some dude is pepper spraying me because I'm not being allowed in with Shh. my own ticket. Yeah. I probably would have fought someone at that point. Me too. Like at that that, so then, I'm not a fighter, but no, at that d- point we're, we're dropping. Gloves. I, I would have been, that would have been bad. That would have been a bad scene. I don't blame a lot of people. And, and thankfully most of the people there just still didn't yeah. end up getting into that situation. So then when you hear after the fact, the French minator, minister of the interior, whoever comes out and says, there's Oh, the there French were French Minotaur. Yeah. The, <laughs> the French have Minotaurs mm-hmm. now. That's great technology yes, they it just is. share it with the world. Anyway, when he says, Oh, well there's uh." There were fraudulent tickets. That's what caused this problem. I'm sorry. They're claiming like 30 or 40,000 fraudulent tickets were being in use. Seems exorbitant. Well, also seems like this. There's a lot of – because they're saying that's why so many people got in that weren't in there, that weren't supposed to be in there, and that's what caused the issue. Everybody I've heard that talked about how their tickets worked, UEFA has an app, just like you have here. If you've gone to any local sporting events in Columbus, Mm -hmm. Crew, Blue Jackets, Ohio State – they all have an app. You download it. It's verified tickets, even if they're like resale tickets, and you get a little thing that, you know, it's, it's animated. It's a QR code thing. It has to be scanned to get in. I don't know how you can say this is all fraudulent tickets, and then you let them in. You let people in with fraudulent tickets. Isn't that on you? Like if that that to me seems like a bigger problem, and I think that's kind of made up. I don't I don't believe the French minister when they say that these. 40,000 fraudulent tickets. I think
1: they're trying to do everything that they can from a French government perspective to keep their names and keep their, you know, situations out of litigation.
0: Uh, It has to, well, they're going to be, of course they are. It's already been a huge problem. But imagine,
1: I mean, just imagine, you know, someone from here, right? Like we've got a great Liverpool supporters club. Yeah. We've got two of them up in McClellan's and then uh, down there at local cantina. Like Mm -hmm. that's where they go. This is where they watch the games. There's a giant Liverpool supporters group. Say that they had three or four people that wanted to fly over to Paris. Okay, cool. We're going to book our hotel rooms. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to go. Like it's not just people from Liverpool who are going to this. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. You've got people flying from all different walks of life, spending probably life savings on this. Who yeah. ultimately at the end of the day
0: didn't get what they paid, didn't get what they paid for. Well, and what and what you should pay, what you should get when you pay for anything at a sporting event is you should get a good experience. Every other place, but on the field cuz you can't guarantee what's going to happen on Correct. the field. But your your travel there should be good, your walking into the stadium should be something that's safe, easy, accessible, not a problem to get through. And then when you go in, you should be able to readily find restrooms and places to get food. I'm not saying the food will be cheap. I'm not saying you'll want have to stand in line for it. I'm saying you should be able to find food yep. and drink and, and a bathroom. And that should be and then the game, you should be able to see the game. Right? You shouldn't have a giant pole in front mm-hmm. of your view. That's all you can expect as a fan, right? But that's bare minimum of what you should be able to deliver. And they failed. UEFA failed completely. The, the, the French government failed completely in this. To blame the supporters and say, oh, they brought in fake tickets. The Liverpool chairman, Tom Werner, he said, I demand an apology for that. As yes, he should. That's not right. They were tear gassing kids like there were kids and families and parents that are waiting outside after they went through all this crap they're getting tear gassed indiscriminately not because they were fighting or doing anything just because it was like you're they're too there. close yeah and i and I, again i don't go to a lot of european soccer matches this just in i should call brother bone because he either. flies over there every other day but from what i understand from people who have done this when you go to most champions league matches finals like this The police typically have a perimeter so wide and so far out that before you even get, you can't even in some cases see the stadium without showing your ticket. Like you're so far back. If you want to get a picture of the stadium, be like, oh, I'm just here to kind of soak in the atmosphere. You're not even going to get that close. So the fact that this was close enough that so many people could crush at the gates like that. That to me again says it's a failure of the local authorities and UEFA to plan this properly. So, well, and
1: not only is it an authority or, or lack thereof uh, to provide that, it's like a gigantic safety breach. Oh, of I, course. it's huge. People are having fears of getting crushed. Yes. Like that's, that's as bad as it gets. There are,
0: there are videos of, of Liverpool fans hopping up on vans to get out of the again, the side fencing, not even the fencing to go in the stadium. They're hopping up on vans and going, women and children, women and children, like, well, I'll help you out, out of, of here. here. It's like a 10 or 15 foot fence they had to scale. And they're like, I'll help you get out of here so we can get you safely where you're not going to get hurt. I mean, yeah, complete failure. And then to have the Liverpool fans blame for that is is a complete joke. So
1: what's really crazy is their transportation situation and why it led up to this point.
0: Oh, yeah where they where they just, they bottlenecked everyone where they get off the place and they have to go to one spot specifically. I saw Liverpool fans who didn't do that, who took, like, who walked from their hotel or went other ways, had almost no problem. Said it was almost minimal to nothing that they dealt with. And they were shocked when they got in and found out the game was delayed and there was all this other crap going on outside. So uh, more thoughts on the Champions League. We will we will talk about the actual game when we come back. And we will talk about the crew getting it done over Atlanta. That's all next. It's to be 9 brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. team united welcome back so we didn't actually talk much in the last segment about the actual champions league match you want to talk about the final match yeah there apparently was after all that happened uh outside of the grounds it was a pretty interesting affair there as real madrid you've never heard this before they've won the Champions League. Shocker. Shocker indeed. I, I, I thought the call that I heard, at least on the broadcast I watched, where it said it, the trophy returns to its spiritual home. It's like, alright. that it's just That's a little true. twist in the knife for a lot That's of people, true. but it's it's not wrong. I mean, what, what are you supposed to say, right? I mean, Real Madrid have yet again found another way to win one of these things. Uh, 14th European title that they've won. Obviously, it's gone under a few different names, but it's all the same type of thing. They have won this 14 times now, and a well-deserved victory for them, I have to say. I thought I thought they played fairly well. They weathered the storm from Liverpool and got a great goal in the second half from Vinicius Junior, who has been on fire this. Who, this by tournament. the way,
1: is maybe one of, if not the most fun player to watch. Oh, he is is (laughs) thrilling is the word I would use. I put it, you know, there's different kinds of categories, like guys that leave you mesmerized for what they've done over and over and over again. Like Luka Modric fits, fits that box for you. Like you love him. Yes. Uh, Mo Salah fits that box for a lot of people. Like it's stunning to see what he does. Uh, Killian Mbappe, Erling Haaland, like all those guys, Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. I mean, there's different ways that you watch whenever Vinicius gets on to the ball in space with a defender in front of him. You're like, OK, something's going to happen here uh, or whenever he's corralling the ball, getting ready to turn and the defender is like suiting up to him. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you put that guy in the phone booth, like if anybody's able to tackle him. Like he's <laughs> he's that fast. He's that good. He's that electrifying. And you talked about this, you know, weathering the storm. They so did. It was an unfamiliar territory kind of that Real Madrid found themselves in. Right. I mean, here they are. I I guess it's kind of familiar territory because city should have put away chances to get them into the final. They were unable to do so. And Liverpool ultimately did the same thing. You go back and you look at the actual numbers of this game and shots on goal and saves again. This is the thousandth time. I've said this Carlo Ancelotti made a blood pact with someone to be able for Real Madrid to hoist the champions league title. Like, there, it's the only way that I can actually quantify this situation happening. Like, Vinny's goal, very good. Okay, that's fine. You look at what Tebow Courtois did. He was
0: unreal in this game.
1: You pay in the amount of money for a guy like that. Some big-time expectations, and you think you're going to be in every game. And Allison, the same way, Liverpool's defense. I, I didn't really see this being a one nil game. I thought both teams would get on the score sheet and for all intents and purposes, I mean, Liverpool were close so many times to going ahead and I thought Real Madrid would have to battle back, but I mean, kudos to Real Madrid for playing really a different kind of game. They didn't need to engage what mm. they've previously conjured up in other games. They got the goal and they stayed pretty damn resilient. On their back line, and then again, the performance from Thibaut Courtois, tip of the cap to
0: you, sir. Unbelievable job. Well, I think that's partially where where I said Real Madrid, I thought, played a better game overall. They they did have to weather quite a bit, you know, and if you don't have Courtois, you probably don't win this game.
1: Oh, some of the saves that he made. Uh,
0: the one on Salah with, like, seven minutes to go. I, I mean, out of this world stuff, right? But that's... But if Mo Salah makes that shot, you say it's out of this world stuff, right? I mean, like, that's 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 the stakes here. You're playing the literal best teams in the world are playing each other. That's going to be every guy on the field is going to be world-class level or pretty close. So, yeah, there's going to have to be some great, one of the greatest plays you've seen all year is going to happen this game. And, and I think that's where Courtauld was was at that moment, just a, just a hair better than Salah on that play. Doesn't mean that it's Mosala sucks, or he should have buried that. It's, but I, I think to go back to the strategy, that was not an easy shot. Right. I mean, you can say for a guy like Mosala, that's a shot that if anyone can make it, it's a guy like him, and and that's not. It was wrong. done it
1: time and time again on the biggest stage.
0: Yes, but it's the type of shot that you'd say if that's all he's going to get as an attempt on us, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Now there were a couple hairier moments closer to goal, but it seemed like every time Liverpool got close. They had had to work so hard to get the ball into a space of good that by the time they could gather and turn and look and shoot it, then everybody had either reacted to it and was in the way, or Courtois was able to get in perfect position to pretty much snuff out anything that was there. That it wasn't—I don't feel like maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't feel like there were a bunch of glaring open nets that Liverpool just no. could not hit. No. It was that as yes, they had. I mean, you have to be better in that spot, but I felt like. Real Madrid basically said, we're going to make you have to put on a world-class goal to beat us. That's, that's pretty much what it came down to. And in this game, Liverpool couldn't do it. And honestly, Real Madrid, the goal they did score, you, you could argue that, that wasn't even a pass from Federico Valverde. That was, right. that looked like, a, I mean, he shot that thing. Like he was fired it from midfield. And fortunately it went in a way that landed right at Vinicius's feet. And he was just able to drive it home. Like that's, good for him. It worked out. I couldn't, t- I I. do this day. I don't know if he said, was he actually trying to cross that? Cause if that hey man, was, if, if that I'm was a cross, in,
1: I'm saying that's a pass hundred percent knew exactly
0: what I was doing. Cause I mean, I rarely do you see guys pass it with that level of intensity, <laughs> but it worked out and they got that goal. So by chance, maybe, but I can't keep, you can't keep calling Real Madrid, just a lucky team. No, Bone, they've won 14 of these things. Well, but even this, I'm saying this specific group, you can't say they're lucky. They shouldn't have won this. They shouldn't even be here. They just have lucked their way. You don't luck your way into a Champions League final, let alone a victory in that game. (laughs) You you at some point, and who is Do you need moments of luck? Sure. Who did I just see that was saying? Oh, Messi said it, right? Didn't Messi just have that comment this week where he said they were not the best team? Real Madrid is not the best team. I, I got to pull that up now because I don't want to misquote. Well, like knocked your ass out of them. Well, right. That's I mean, that's the thing is like it, at some point you've got you've to acknowledge the fact that best team or not. Yes, tournaments don't always settle who the best team in the world is every single time. But when you have that team continually showing up and getting the job done, uh, I'm going to say they're the best team.
1: And this is always the age old discussion, right? Like, oh, the best. There's no way to quantify how the best team wins. Like, yeah, that's called the league. It's called the league that you're in and you have 38 weeks in England to prove that you're the best and city won that and Liverpool ended up losing a champions league. Now they do have the two domestic cups that they won. Uh, but still, I think when you look at this, are Liverpool better on paper? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's an argument to be made there. Were they better than Real Madrid on the day? Yeah, could have been, but you look at the score and it's one nil to Real Madrid and they're going back with another European cup.
0: Yeah. Uh, the quote from Messi: "The best team doesn't always win the Champions League." I don't take credit away from Real Madrid; they weren't the best in this competition. I'm sorry to say this, they I, like, and I'm not. I'm mean, I'm saying like NCAA tournament. I agree with that. That the best team does not always win that. I feel like the best team did win this one. Yeah, the the best in the moments that mattered won this tournament. That's you're right. It's not. A, it's it's. But that's not the same to me as like. You know, the 64 but also teams also, then at
1: that point, why play the games? Like, if you're just going to be like, oh, well, we right. procured the best talent, we've run this simulation 10,000 times, and then we've won 9,500 of them. Like, oh, congratulations I have, on I winning have a title.
0: No doubt in my mind that if you put Luka Modric, like I've said before, and some of the other players they have that are aging from Real Madrid on the field, you know, with some of the best players yeah. in, like you have on, on Liverpool or mm-hmm. whoever you want to throw out there, you know, with PSG or anybody else, sure you're going to say, well, they're not, that group is not as good as this group on paper. They don't play the games on paper, so I'm going to take the results. And especially in these where you have home and home finals, I'm going I'm to take that. I'm going to say that actually does settle some things for me. So kudos to Real Madrid. Can't wait to adopt you as my team, and you'll be relegated next year. Because that's usually how it works. (laughs) I
1: don't. uh, I'm not sure that's going to (laughs) happen.
0: I don't know. Don't Don't put them on your hit list. I don't think it is. Uh, We will talk about a team that I am. I've already decided who I'm adopting next year in the Premier League. We'll talk about that, and we will get to actually talking about the crew. We'll do that next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaffic Italian Village. talk about the crew before we go any further and then we'll get into some of the other european soccer things the crew were on the road to face atlanta united uh and good news they got a victory how about this
1: first minute of the game
0: first minute of the game
1: set piece goal love that corner yeah
0: that probably would have paid out a million to one in vegas oh absolutely right and pedro santos on taking the corner kick, because Zellerion was out with an injury, and it looks like he's got some pretty bad news. Actually, uh, yeah, that's not great. That's 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 your big boy right there. That's we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Santos takes the corner. Jonathan Mensa buries it into the back of the net. Good for him. Yeah, because he's been having a little bit of a rough go lately. He has been that the back line's been having a bit of a rough go. But yeah. I, I've always wondered and thought. You know, I like I. I've thought the crew should be better on set pieces, offensively, because I do think Mensa can be better and can do that for them. They need to get better service on set pieces. There's just no doubt in my mind about that. And so it was great to see them actually do something off a set piece like that and get a goal early, set the tone, that set them up for success. But we were talking about saves in the Champions League. Aloy Room, who has had not a, his greatest year, he has been. I, I was going to say abysmal, he's been rough. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Rough season for him. He has not looked good. He played out of his mind in this game yes, to he keep did. the crew in it and to keep them preserving the victory. I cause... saw
1: ESPN Netherlands tweet about him. That's well, how yeah. good he played right. with his yeah. highlight reel
0: from this game. Yeah, well, he's you know Dutch international. He mm-hmm. obviously has uh, quite a bit of of people who are excited for him there as far as that goes. I know like that he played in that league for a while. I guess he's not technically a Dutch international, but Anyway, he's he does have a lot of people who follow him there. So that's cool to see though that he's getting the headlines. But ultimately, this is the type of performance you want to see from the crew. I like the fact that you have a road win now. Yep. It's been a while since you've had one of those. Mm-hmm. So let's let's see what happens. Good thing to have that occurring prior to a big international break that you're now on. The momentum, at least, it's not even momentum. It's finishing on a positive note. Yeah. I wouldn't call this momentum yet. You need to string together four or five in a row. Uh, good results. I'm saying, like, you know, go on the road in a game where you're playing a tough opponent and you eke out a a tie and, and you know, do some good things in the game, even if you don't end up getting the win. And then taking care of business at home, that's what I want to see. But you need to eventually turn around some results where you probably are lucky to get a, a a tie on the road and you said instead go and get a victory. This will help down the road if they can then take care of the things they should be doing when they get back home. It
1: seems like we're talking about this exactly at the point we were talking about it last year. Does it not? Like life is a a flat circle times a flat circle. It seems exactly what was happening last year is happening this year like oh yeah like we should be able to beat this team get a few points we're going to be good don't fall too out, too far too far out of the playoffs still got a lot of time in the regular season but man if you could have only avoided that slump in June and July Well, this is the part of the year where you want to avoid those slumps in June and July. Yeah. You cannot let it happen because then I'll tell you what exactly is going to happen. Bone ramp up towards the end of the year. This team's going to be scoring goals. They're going to have things figured out. It's going to be like, oh, if we would have just played better, if we would have just had better results in this portion, this middle portion portion of the season, then this would have been all avoidable.
0: Yeah, right. I know. Now you basically have to have a great summer. You have to, to be able to make the playoffs, So we'll see what the crew can do here, but it's going to take them a little bit of time. Obviously this game, we didn't talk about some of the other issues that came out of it. You mentioned Pedro Santos with the injury. That's really concerning because you are thin at left back. We all had said he's, he's a very, you know, seasoned replacement there Mm -hmm. in that spot. If he's going to be able to stay healthy, that's great. He's, he's done admirably. I think, I don't think he's long-term answer there, of course, but, this season, because they didn't really have the plan the way they should have, I, I do think that Pedro has stepped in and done fine. But now he's hurt, which has been the concern, is what are you going to do when some of your aging players have issues and you don't have a lot behind them? Will Sands came in. A lot of people in the organization very high on him. Remains to be seen how well he's going to do in a in a full season if he does have to play quite a significant time. But Pedro grabbed his uh, right hamstring when he went off the field. So we'll see how how much... Lingers with that injury, but he's got a few weeks at least to try to help that recover. It's, and you
1: have the Zellerion injury stuff. Yeah, it's going to sideline him four to six.
0: Yeah, so you're 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 in it now. This is tough. Now you're going to have to really figure out what you can do. Transfer window cannot open soon enough, and they have got to get replaced. It cannot just be one player. You've got to go out and get multiple players to shore up this roster. And I never fails though with like the Porter water carriers in this town. Like they have one good match and suddenly it's like, Oh, what do you have to say now about Caleb Porter? It's like, I have to say good job winning a game. I'd like to see a professional soccer league. Let's, let's get to the playoffs. Let's see that team get back there and do it. Cause this is kind of the thing with these, with his teams, they have success early and in it, it peaks early and then never do you see the same results again. So I'd like to say with this is going to be different with the crew. I hope it is. But this was good. You couldn't ask for a better ending, really, I guess, other than the injuries to the first little part of this season before the break. Now you get some time to kind of hopefully get some health if guys can get healthy. Mm-hmm. But at least you're not playing games while, like you said, Ryan's out 4-6. to six. Well, a few of those weeks, he's not playing. No one's playing. Right. So that, that works out good in news, the crew's favor, right? It's, you're missing a few games where otherwise you'd need him in there. So that's good. And hopefully they can get some replacements in sooner than later. So by the end of summer you've got this team humming a little bit and playing well, but midseason replacements always tough because sure. everyone always struggles to come in and adjust MLS. So. Yeah.
1: And you don't want to put yourself behind the eight ball again. There's no world you should be living in where this team misses out on the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. It's just not a real, no,
0: world. It, it's not at all. Um, so that's, that's good news for the crew. We'll see how they can perform after the break. Uh, also quickly, we'll talk about leads staying up. Leeds was able to maintain their position in the Good Premier League. Good
1: job, Jesse Marsh. Yeah, Way that's right. Way to go, Ted Lasso.
0: That is an American coach who obviously coached at Salzburg for a while. Now, you know, he left there was kind of, you know, shown the door as most managers are. You don't usually get to leave of your own accord. Nope. But Leeds needed some help. He came in and kept them afloat and kept them in the Premier League and now they get the prize. Brendan Aronson, who of course they have a relationship previously yeah. with him also playing at Salzburg. Now, Brendan Aronson, U S men's national team player joins Jesse March at Leeds. And if you doubt for a second that I am buying a Leeds Jersey and that is my premier league team this year, American coach and American star. Hell yeah. Let's
1: go. Congratulations to Leeds. Uh, I'm being relegated next year is what's going on with that. But no, I mean, that's a huge job for Jesse Marsh to get appointed when he did. And you already had the connotation of like, Oh, you're an American you know, coming over here to coach in England. Like, how is this going to work out? And there was a great article that was done. Jesse Marsh talking about it before the men's national team uh, availability, saying how agonizing it was watching the leads match. But They scored in stoppage time to save themselves from going up. Yeah. Right. As much drama as we talk about, like on the top end of the table and how decision day was great. Like it took a moment of brilliance in stoppage time. You want to talk about the financial ramifications of that. Ridiculous. Brendan Aronson may not be joining Leeds. Oh it, no.
0: He said, Like I was holding my breath the entire time because I really wanted to make this move and I wanted to join up with them. And but I'm not going to go
1: down to the championship. I'm not, I'm not going to join well, them they, if they go what down, they pay
0: to transfer him in like $30 million. It's a lot of money. It's one of the highest transfers an American players ever had. You're not spending probably 30 million dollars on him if you're in if you're in championship. I'm you're not. That's I won't say you maybe aren't. You're not. Ricardo so.
1: Pepe just was bought for 18 million, I think. Yeah. To go over to the Bundesliga, Jesse Mars price tag was 30. Right. You and mean, that's a big club, historic club yeah. in Leeds. Imagine American coach and American player returning them to their glory. Oh. And it's going to be awesome, too, if you're adopting Leeds. because then United. Well, them well and I was United just going to say. Have an awesome little I was say, historic rivalry We get to there. have a
0: Derby match. Now you and I do. And it's you get two of them because, of course, they stayed up. So we're going to see the home and the away. Can't wait to see what the kits look like. I was already on their website seeing if I could buy one. But it's all the old stuff still. They're they're closing out everything because, you know, new design is coming soon. Oh, yeah. So I'm ready to get a Brennan Aronson and let's go. The
1: lily whites. Yeah. God, you're going to look good in
0: Beautiful. there. Beautiful. Oh, it's going to be nice. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Robert Lewandowski, Ooh. done at Bayern. According to him, we'll see if that's what happens. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. United. Uh, a little housekeeping before we finish up the show today we are going to be off next week we will not have a podcast so don't look for one There won't be one it's not happening summer vacation time yeah we took we're both taking some time off so we won't be doing that but uh the following week beam will s- still be gone must be nice Miss don't hey don't
1: must be nice me. Two in a row. mr indy 500 <laughs> sitting on the home stretch. <laughs> four rows (laughs) above a flyover.
0: Don't must be nice. Me. Hey man. What can I tell you? I like racing. I like going to, I like going to big events, Mm -hmm. but that uh, next, the podcast two weeks from now, we are going to do something. It may not be, may not be here. I will be on it in some capacity with some other people, maybe myself. We'll see. But what we will talk about on that podcast is the U S men's national team will have wrapped up, all their friendlies. Yeah. Or their, what is this, Conquer I don't know. League, League of Nations, Nations whatever I, I that other know. crap is. I have no anyway, problem. you'll have four more US, match, U.S. men's national team matches that will have all been in the books by then. We will then recap that. Those are the last matches we're going to see of this team before they go off to the World Cup. Yep. So we'll kind of summarize where this team is currently, the big storylines from that, what came out of it. Hopefully no injuries. Hopefully everybody's healthy. That's all. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Point being... When we get there, we will talk about that and maybe a couple other surprises too in that episode. But that will You're be coming Cristiano up in Cristiano Ronaldo,
1: I heard on the pod. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. He's available. Mm-hmm. We're going to just talk statues. That's yes. all we're going to discuss. <laughs> and specifically, uh, statues with very accentuated figures and mm. features. That's what we really care about. Why is that
1: rubbed out, Cristiano?
0: <laughs> and why is it so large? Mm. And why does it <laughs> look like it's flying through space? Why is it. <laughs> Why was it set in an action pose? Oh, you had rocket
1: ships on your legs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Blimey! He's got a rocket ship. All right. Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. Also he, also noted rocket ship oh, haver. he does, man. That guy is... Uh, how, where would, would you say top five player in the world? Top oh, yeah. three player? I mean, he's... Five he's, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Arguable three. Right. Okay. So he has said about... Bayern Munich, Mm -hmm. quote, my story there is over. Yep. One thing is certain today, my story with Bayern is over. After everything that has happened in recent months, I cannot imagine further good cooperation. Uh, This was in a news conference when he was on international duty with Poland. He said, "I I realize a transfer will be the best solution for both sides.
1: The interesting part is he has a contract that runs all the way through next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Byron. So it's not a free agent situation uh, in which he can just decide to leave and go to whatever club he wants. You know, in any negotiation bone, there has to be two sides to Tango, and here's going to have to be a third club enter the mix, or I guess a third party because you have Robert Lewandowski, who's upset with Bayern for reasons I'm not really aware of. No. Uh, I don't know what happened and why he's bemoaning his time there. I don't know if he's bemoaning it. I think he's just ready to go somewhere else. You have Bayern Munich that's going to have to play ball and allowing him to go, and then you're going to have to have a third party linked to be Barcelona, who, by mm-hmm. the way, last time I checked, had a minus $125 million uh, spend limit. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, they'll, they'll no, it's find, fake, it's fake money. It's
0: fake money. It no Yeah, it's all gam and tam yeah
1: well that's right barcelona huge in the (laughs) tam and gam game um but yeah i don't know why this has come to fruition with robert Lewandowski. i mean we've seen him be linked away over the last six months maybe a year during some of the silly season stuff but i mean you don't get better reporting
0: than literally word coming out of robert robert Lewandowski's mouth saying hey I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not back now. Of course, maybe this is all posturing and maybe something changes, but I barring that doesn't seem like that. Yeah. And what an end of an era it would be if he does in fact leave and and move on from Bayern Munich as is believed to be the case, because since he joined them in 2014, Bayern has won the Bundesliga every year. They won the champions league, of course, in 2020 and that, Mm Tremendous performance by all parties there. They
1: also won it over Dortmund uh, yeah. a few years before That's that. That's right. Yes. So twice yes. they've won.
0: Yeah. 33-year-old who has scored 312 goals in 384 career Bundesliga games, some of those with Borussia Dortmund, uh, including breaking Bayern legend Gerd Muller's mm-hmm. 39-year record for goals in a calendar season. Did that in 2021. So
1: Also the favorite of mine where he scored five goals in nine minutes. Oh, that was
0: forgot about that. <laughs> Five goals it was, it was, in nine minutes. That was that was. I've never taken acid, but watching that <laughs> was like I imagine that. To, like what I is could going on. I could I could f- taste the grass that he was like somehow <laughs> kicking the ball on. I don't even like that was such a surreal experience when that was occurring. I couldn't even fathom what I was watching. It was that it was out of body to see a person do that on a soccer field. So there you go. Thoughts on this, Mr. Uh, Byron Munich? I know you're a huge fan. You watch all their games. Yeah, I, I do love uh, Byron Munich. <laughs> Just, I don't know if you watch as many of their games as I watch of Borussia Dortmund, but I mean, we're big rivals in the Bundesliga. Yeah, hate- and
1: apparently, and in the Premier League now with you yeah, adopting Leeds. Yeah, me and Leeds, baby. End uh, of an air for Bayern Munich in this capacity. Robert Lewandowski, of course, uh, you would say one of the club's greats, one of the Bundesliga greats of all time. Uh, he has been linked, like I said, to Barcelona. There's some interesting stuff on that stuff that I have been reading about this was that Serginio Dest has been mentioned as oh, coming yeah. back over to Bayern. Like Byron is interested in Serginio Dest as he's kind of fallen out of the wayside, but fear not Byron fans fear. So Liverpool fans, because it might be an end of an era for you too, because with Lewandowski leaving out the door, Sadio Mane. He wants
0: out of Liverpool. That's saying, right.
1: Uh, I think my story might be done at Liverpool. I'm going to go over here and link up with the German team in Bayern Munich. So, again, it's just the beginning of the silly season. We just wrapped up Champions League. We just wrapped up all these domestic leagues. We've got World Cup qualifying. You have CONCACAF Nations and UEFA Nations League. Like, this is just the start. Of my favorite time of the year in which there's no European soccer that
0: matters at all I know, going on. I know. You know what it is a little bit, I'll say, it. it the all of these stories in the silly season do kind of feel like reading Hollywood gossip yeah. about like, yep. oh, hey, it looks like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie aren't going to be a thing anymore. And it's like... And I just f-
1: read this morning that Eric Tenhog was just appointed as Manchester United manager. Ralph Raniak saying, I'm not going to be on as a consultant of the club. And already a week and a half in, of Eric Ten Hag managing this team, people say, oh, he's a control freak. It's never going to work out. <laughs> it's like,
0: dude, you're a week in. He's been there a week. You're a week into your job. It just feels like, yes, it feels like we have a lot of drama that's always associated. And of course, it's like, we're watching the hottest people all like, Date each other yeah. and marry each like you're just like oh well is that gonna Erling Holland's gonna go from one Champions League caliber team to even a bigger Champions League caliber team oh what's that gonna mean Robert Lewandowski going from a team that won a Champions League to another team that's won a Champions League like it's just it's just a bunch of hot people swapping beds that's what we've got going on. So good times. Enjoy and Paul Pogba's leaving Manchester United for free after they bought him for a hundred million dollars. Right, come on. I, I said, like, I, I said attractive people. Is he playing attractive soccer right now or is he no, back? Okay. But he
1: is a mighty nice looking fellow. Oh, he's
0: an attractive man. I'm just saying as far as like, I don't, does he fit in the world-class player discussion right now? No, he should, but he does for France, right? For France, he does. <laughs> when he plays club soccer, it's a totally different story. All right. That's it for us. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for checking this out. Of course, you can always find our podcast, Bone and Beam United, wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you in a couple weeks. Till then, take care and enjoy the soccer.